You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Food feature. Time to take a delicious journey with some food. We're speaking to Chef Mabato Mulefe, who has been named one of the world's gastronomy game changers. Mabato Mulefe, who is chatting to us from Cape Town. She's the owner of Emma Zulwini Restaurant. Welcome to 702 Afternoons. Afternoon. Yes, welcome to the show, Mabatu. Hi, welcome. Oh, sorry, thank you. So, Mabatu, help us understand what is gastronomy? Uh, I guess uh, in simple terms, gastronomy would be the science of cooking. Yes. Yes. Um, so I think that it's more than just what we think food should be, which is, Food that tastes good. I think gastronomy means, I guess, delving deep into what food is about. And I think it's quite interesting because many people, while we are aware of some of the techniques we need to use when we are cooking, many of us are not fully conscious of the fact that what we are doing is science. And I think, for example, baking is a science because you have to measure things a specific way. But talk to us about the kind of gastronomy that you do. Is it the kind of cool things we see where, um, you know, an explosion of flavors happens in your mouth a certain way or when um, you open the lid of your dish at a restaurant and there's cool smoke and and things that are happening? Um, so I'll, I'll start by saying we, we're not there yet in terms of having the smoke and the liquid nitrogen. But um, what we think to do at Amazulina and how or how I put it is that um, I want to see how Zulu or Nguni food would look in a world of Elon Musk. So the idea is to just rethink and reimagine what traditional dishes um are and what they should look like uh, while still keeping the flavor and sort of like paying homage and being true to the traditional dish itself. Yes. So when when it came to your training, what is one study to become an expert in this particular niche of cooking? Because not every chef wants to get into the space. Um, so for me, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert yet. Um, I think what's important with any chef is to always know how to develop flavor. So you don't necessarily have to study extensively. Um, but what I studied was I did a diploma in, in food preparation. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I did it for six months because I didn't want to spend too much time and culinary school because I thought I was too old for it. Mm. Uh, but a lot of it also comes with just training in the right kitchen and having a general interest on what's happening in the world of food. Yes. But help us understand the part of gastronomy because not everybody's like Rilebkhile who sits watching the cooking channel all of the time and gets exposed to chefs, you know, that are happy to play with certain ingredients knowing what it's going to become. So help help the listeners understand and, and, and use use the most basic examples of ingredients that they could mix in their own kitchens to give the kind of results that you might be looking for. Um. So for me, uh, 
And Emma Zerudu, we think to use the most basic ingredients. I say our fridge looks like a normal household fridge. Um, I think the only thing that makes a difference is that we we take the longest way possible to make a dish. And for some reason, that, that always gives us um, the product that we want uh, in terms of uh, reimagining and making, I guess, the food... Um, not as simple as a traditional dish. Mm-hmm. So we start by just breaking down the initial dish and seeing how many techniques and different cooking methods we can introduce while still um, honoring the dish itself. So can you give us an example? So uh, an example would be we... One of our fan favorite uh, dishes was Iguinyan Opoloni, which is Spetkuk and Poloni. Yes. And Spetkuk are a pretty simple. It's uh, just flour, water, yeast, sugar, and you deep fry that. But we wanted to we wanted to still do that with the Spetkuk, but add different components to it that make it new and modern. So we went uh, the extra mile and made our own Poloni from scratch yes uh, and with that you can sort of determine how you sh- what the shape you want the size you want and how you want it to look and then instead of adding just a slice of processed cheese we decided to make a cheese custard uh, to go with the to go with the fit cook so it's making small alterations like that 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 still represents the original but adding new techniques or, or I guess a new cooking method that makes the food, I guess, yes. uh, modern. Yes. I mean, I've heard of some interesting uh, mo- uh, examples of molecular gastronomy. For example, uh, you might eat something that is a miniature apple, but it's made to taste like meat. Um, or yes. where you can take fake caviar that is made of olive oil or even something as simple as making spaghetti out of vegetables. So in my mind, I almost consider it like manipulation of food that <laughs> you, you you play tricks on on the mind of the person that's eating. So one moment they may be expecting something sweet, but are met with a, 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 a savory flavor. Yeah. And what so we just recently had a dish that's similar to that, where we, we made a, a chocolate truffle, but with chicken liver. So oh, it was a, wow. a chicken liver pate with uh, an onion jam, but we coated it in chocolates and cocoa nibs. So when you, you looked at it, you thought you were getting a chocolate truffle. Yes. But the moment you bite into it, then you taste the liver in it. What inspired you to want to get into the space? Um, obviously, there are so many uh, uh, people who are passionate about food, who are chefs, but um, it's, it's almost a small, smaller percentage of that group that are interested into getting into the science part of it, particularly as a young black female. What was it that enticed you to go into that area? I think for me, it's the kitchens that I worked in. Mm. Uh, seeing seeing how food can be elevated and how an ingredient can be more than just what it is um, made me want to pursue it. I wouldn't say I'm like heavily focused in the science of cooking, but because I'm interested in cooking, I'm interested in how food can 
be cooked in different ways. Yes. Uh, so I think, yeah, it was that. I just worked in a really good kitchen that, that showed me the potential of food. And since then, I wanted to apply it to a story that means something to me. So this is now the most exciting part of our conversation, which is that 50 Next, which was launched in 2021 by 50 Best and the internationally renowned Basque Culinary Center, is a list that celebrates and honors 50 extraordinary young people who are shaping the future of gastronomy. And this list aims to inspire and empower younger generations who are trailblazing their way in the industry rather than just being a ranking. So you as our South African shining culinary star have been recognized on this list. And I would love to hear from you how it is that you found out that you were included in this list. Um, So I was fortunate enough to get invited to a Women's Day event at Boschendal last year. Uh, And while I was there, I met uh, Tasman Simon, who... I think as a judge for the World 50 Best, and she had heard about what we do and seen what we do and nominated us as part of the list. Uh, of course, I didn't think it will materialize into anything, but um, I got an email saying that we made the class, that I made the class, and that's what I found out. Wow. What, what does it represent for you? Um... I think what it represents for me is uh, just that our stories matter, um, our food matters, and um, that thanks to yourself and doing things, I guess, the way that you want, uh, want to do them is important. Was there anyone in particular in the space that you looked up to um, that you were able to say, oh, if she can do it, I can do it? particularly in your space, or are you the person that is breaking the ceiling for other young women to follow? I, I definitely don't think I'm breaking the ceiling. Uh, I have, there are a lot of um, young black chefs, male and female, that are sort of uh, been a voice in the culinary scene. Um, and I think uh, people like Wusnko, who sort of, for me, uh, started the trend of making African food international our own inspiration. Mm. And I think Black Chefs All Over have always spoken about having representation in the industry. And I don't think I'm bringing something new, but rather just adding on what has already been established. Yes, yes. And who, who would you, I mean, you've already mentioned one of the chefs, but who would you say are chefs that we need to look out for um, at the moment? Chefs, you know, they don't have to be uh, a, a specific to being female or being black, but who are the chefs that you look up to that people may not know of? Um, I think for me, uh Opening Amazonina has opened me up to so many young creators. Uh, I think one of the people that I've enjoyed uh, working with and meeting have been um, a food writer for Taste Magazine called Undignified, Kanyam Zongana, um, a pop-up that's uh, at Origin at the moment, Origin Coffee in Cape Town called Cafe Noir. I recently went to another a restaurant called One Park, which sort of modernizes 
Indian cuisine, and I really enjoyed that. So I, I really think there are a lot of young people sort of taking a stand. And I think after the pandemic and seeing how losing a job can be so easy, we're a lot more like brave and courageous to, to do something on our own. Yes. And I mean, what some might not know is that your team is actually all black and all female. Yes. So our kitchen team is all black and all female. We've recently introduced uh, a male in our front of house. And I think he's adapting well to an all female team. (laughs) He's the special one in the group now. (laughs) Yes. What was it like, because you actually attended and spoke at this uh, annual edition of the 50 Next Awards in Spain, what was it like um, uh, speaking there? Um, it was great. Uh, I think the only like eye-opening thing is that you think you're prepared until you uh on a podium and the lights are on you and people are looking at you. Yes. Um, but... Uh, uh, during the the entire uh, event, I met a lot of amazing people, uh, and I was in a space where I felt like what I I wanted to say mattered. So, I think I tried my best to sort of um, speak on what we're trying to achieve and what we we haven't achieved at the moment, but hoping that we can. Um, and I was glad that the, the 10 minutes went by quicker than I thought it was. Yes, yes. No, it must have been so nerve-wracking. But I want you to tell us about your menu and tell us where we can actually find your restaurant if we are down in the Western Cape. Uh, so our menu uh, is always inspired by dishes that uh, I ate growing up, either being cooked by my mama or through family. Uh, and... A place where you can find us is uh, a food community called Maker's Landing, yes. uh, which is uh, a food sort of hall or community in the VNA waterfront that seeks to promote small um, businesses. And that's where we started. That's where we are at the moment. And, and hopefully uh, we can either grow out or grow into the space. Mm, mm. Where do you see yourself and the business in the next three to five years? In the next two weeks, probably on holiday. (laughs) (laughs) But I'd say in the next three to five years, uh, I would really love to have established a business that solidified, um, I guess, the financial aspects of the business where the business actually takes care of the people work for it and it doesn't feel like a hustle it feels more like okay this is a business and and we're taking care of our workers and we're making profits at the same time yes and i think that is a part uh, possibly of the business that you don't uh, that people don't see is that you know, you can be a business owner, you could be winning all the awards, but still just be breaking even. Some yes. might not even be at a point yet where they can even pay themselves. No, unfortunately not. Mm. Um, but I think, uh, I guess the, the recognition is what helps you push through, even through the tough times. Um, and hopefully get an opportunity to sort of fine-tune one what's making the business difficult um, 
hopefully get to meet uh, more people who, who know more than you in terms of advising you how you can make it better. Yes, yes, yes. Well, listen, we are exceptionally proud, man, for, for being recognized in a space that I would say might not be that common to the average South African. And I think it's quite exciting. And I'm, 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 I'm hoping that, you know, it becomes a lot more accessible to the everyday people that you can reimagine just simple balonika cheese. You know, like you, you just reimagined something that so many of us love. Now you've ruined my Friday because I have to go find my guinea now somewhere here in Santon City. <laughs> and I'm going to say, can't you make the poloni yourself? And then, you know, instead of like the processed cheese, can you try? <laughs> so that's what's going to end. Exactly. Exactly. But this is very, very inspiring. How can we follow you on social media? Uh, so on social media, you can just follow Emma Zulina Restaurant um, on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, and that's where you'll find all the details about what we do and where to book and come eat some food. Okay, fantastic. Mabatu Mulefe, thank you so, so much uh, uh, for speaking to us. Chef and owner of Emma Zulwini Restaurant and find them on social media. And if you happen to be in the Western Cape or to be going there, go and try out their food.